This is the Tuesday, March 22nd edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for tonight and this week. So settle in and we'll set you up in 10 minutes or more with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Tyler Fulgerman and Anita Marks with you this morning. Voice a little hoarse as I'm fresh off a week in Guatemala celebrating a friend's wedding. A lot of dancing, a lot of singing and uh, uh, performing for me. So uh, I'm trying to get back in the swing of things here. No better way to do it than a uh, DW podcast on a Tuesday afternoon with you, Anita. My favorite wedding party song is Pour Some Sugar On Me. I feel like that's the song that gets everybody crumped. (laughs) <laughs> that's an absolute banger quick side <laughs> note when i was 18 i went down to cancun for spring break and i met the friend who actually got married in guatemala at a club while that song was playing and instead of pouring some sugar on me he just poured his drink straight on my head and we danced <laughs> the night away in cancun so i absolutely agree with you Def leopard pour some sugar on me that one gets the people going. All right, let's try and get our people some winners today and this week uh, around the betting uh, board. We'll start today since we do have uh, some NBA that can be played on Tuesday night. It's a light slate, just four games on the NBA slate. Anita, anything that stands out to you that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, I loved the Knicks about an hour ago and the news broke that Julius Randle is going to be out, but I still like them and they're getting one and a half Listen, this is a team that really no pressure right now. They're really not playing for anything. Uh, they're kind of in purgatory. Uh, they've won four. They've won five of their last eight. They have the 12th best defense in the NBA, but the 23rd worst offense in the NBA. But when they go up against horrible defenses, guess what? They average 113 points. Collins for the Hawks is expected to not play tonight because of his finger and his foot. You also have Lou Williams, who's out. So, um, again, I loved the Knicks an hour ago. I like them now as we're recording this podcast. But with Julius Randle out, I'll tell you what I do love, and that's R.J. Barrett, over 26 and a half points. He averages 24 a game, and a lot is going to be expected of him tonight with Julius Randle out. Um, also, uh, Obi Toppin is yeah. going to get uh, a, a bump up. In, he averages 10 minutes and eight points a game with Randall out and, and Tibbs likes him a lot. So I can see Toppin getting anywhere between, I don't know, 18 to 25 minutes. So I'm really curious. The, uh, his prop bets haven't hit the slate yet. So um, they haven't hit the boards yet. So I'm, I'm really curious if it's anything above like eight and a half or nine and a half points, I'm all over Toppin as well. Yeah. I got uh, some good news for you with the uh, uh, news that, Randall is out. The Knicks are now actually getting three, three and a half in some spots. So obviously that's a, that's a big deal missing Randall, but I I agree with you. I I love the Knicks. Um, They might be my dog of the day. They might end up being my best bet, but 
Three, if you can find three and a half, take the Knicks. And the reason why is the Atlanta Hawks are the worst team in the NBA on the road this season. They're 10 and 24 ATS. They've covered just 10 of 34 games on the road this season. They play terrible defense on the road. They don't win games on the road. They don't cover on the road. So I love the Knicks. Now with Randall out, you're getting those extra two points or one and a half points. And I think Obi Toppin can step in and fill that void. He's a supreme athlete. That's why we see him in the dunk contest. And he doesn't have the, maybe the skill of a Julius Randle, but in a game that I think that will showcase and, uh, you know, kind of portend to athleticism because of the way that Atlanta plays, I think topic can fill in and help this Knicks team to a win at home as an underdog. So I like you like the Knicks plus the points because Atlanta is so bad. ATS this season some other basketball games uh to look at here today in the nba maybe the the best one on paper is milwaukee hosting the chicago bulls milwaukee is a seven point home favorite against chicago with a total of 234 this one is hard for me anita to, to handicap because i know a couple of things one there's no Chris Middleton for the uh, Bucks, or likely no Chris Middleton. I think Giannis is going to be back after sitting out a game. Um, really, only Lonzo Ball is out for Chicago in terms of roster. But the Bulls this season, they've been a really awesome team, ATS at home. They've also been an awesome team beating up on bad teams. And this is neither of those situations. They're on the road in Milwaukee, and they're playing a playoff team. The Bulls have, like, no wins against teams that are going to be in the postseason this year. They have cultivated their record by just absolutely dominating the dregs of the NBA. All of that being said, I don't love lane seven with Milwaukee when I'm uncertain about how their lineup is going to look. So I think how I'm going to approach this game for the time being is take Milwaukee's team total over 120 and a half maybe play the game over 234 and a half. And I have a slight lean towards Milwaukee, though I may just try and find a money line parlay with them because I'm pretty sure they're going to win this game if that trend holds for Chicago of them just absolutely struggling against the good teams in the NBA and struggling to cover, or I shouldn't say struggling to cover, just not being quite as dominant against the spread on the road as they are at home. Do you have any, any way you can maybe help me narrow down how I want to tackle this game, Anita? <laughs> I'm staying away from that one. Um, yeah, I get but, it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, but <laughs> too much going on there, boo. Uh, but, uh, but there is one game that I do like other than the Knicks and that is the Clippers. I like the Clippers getting seven against Denver. Listen, they have had three days off. They haven't played since Friday. So they're fresh. They're coming in. They have the F the eighth uh, best ranked defense uh, in the NBA. So I think they have what it takes to slow down uh, the Nuggets, especially Zubak going up against Jokic. I think that's going to be a really, really good matchup to watch tonight. And I do like Reggie Jackson over 18 and a half points. Um, you know, he's averaging 23. He plays good defense. I think he's going to be a big part of their success tonight. And I like the way that Lou has these guys playing. So give me the Clippers plus seven. Yeah, the uh, Clippers-Nuggets game is in Denver. I will probably stay away from picking a cider total there, but I do like DeMarcus Cousins props. Uh, Cousins over 16.5 points, assists, and rebounds. Um, he's averaging 17.1 in 21 games with the Nuggets. The uh, Clippers are 28th in rebounding rate, so when he's on the floor in those minutes for Jokic, uh, he should dominate the glass. 
Um, it's also a revenge narrative for Cousins, who played uh, for the Clippers for a little bit. And uh, with the Nuggets installed as a seven-point home favorite, if it does get out of hand, he could have a few extra minutes if it's a blowout situation. And, you know, they're just, you know, the Cousins is in for Jokic because the game is well within control. So um, I, I like Cousins to, to fill up the stat sheet in this matchup. And he, he's had a, a string of three straight games where he's, uh, you know, been well over uh, 10 points. I think it's 12, 14, and 14. And his point prop is nine and a half for this game that interests you as well the only other game to mention is golden state orlando um i will point out that orlando is 12 and 23 ats at home this season which is the second worst home ats record in the league behind only the uh brooklyn nets i don't think curry is going to play in this game uh but the warriors are still a seven and a half point favorite and i I will point this out about orlando as well if you like overs Orlando is operating at the fifth fastest pace in the NBA over the last 10 games. So they've picked up the pace. They stink at home ATS. So if I do play that game, it's Warriors, Warriors overs or pass uh, when it comes to the NBA. All right. That'll uh, cover the four games we have in the NBA. We do want to hop on the links because the PGA tour stop in Texas this week, they're done with Florida um, is the WGC Dell match play. And it starts on Wednesday, so it begins tomorrow. It's not a Thursday start, and this is a uh, event that the PGA Tour puts on to kind of mimic or mirror March Madness. It's a bracket-style match play event. Anita, you know, I know, we love golf, and with this starting tomorrow, we might as well discuss it here today on the Daily Wager podcast. What kind of thoughts do you have about approaching this specific style event from a betting angle? Yeah. Um, so this is so fun. Like, so for folks who might not be into golf, um, you know, this event is tailored and positioned in a way that, uh, it happens around March madness, because what happens is it's match play and you could go online and you could participate and you could put in a a bracket and you can participate in the pool. So go to, uh, you know, the PGA tour.com and you can participate. They've got a bracket, you fill it out, you can print it out and it's a lot of fun. So, um, and typically what they do, they take the top 16 golfers in, um, in, in the world. And then they do a blind draw somewhat, uh, for the remaining four. So you have, you know, 16 groups, they come out, they play match play, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then you get into the uh, round of 16, the quarterfinals and the semifinals, and it goes all the way to a championship that's crowned on Sunday. So uh, I don't know about you, Tyler, but I'm going to go straight to, before we start talking about matchups, let's talk about who we anticipate to win. And for me, it's Cantlay. Now, uh, when you look at when you look at the bracket he's coming out of, uh, so he's the fourth seed. He's going up against M. Power and Mitchell. Out of those four, the one that I'd be most concerned about is Mitchell, just because he's got so much swag. And he actually plays really well in match play, but um, but I'm still going with Cantlay. He's just playing unbelievable golf. Uh, in match play, he's seven three and one. He thrives on Pete Dye courses. He's gained all, almost two strokes total per round over his last 50 rounds. His putting has been outstanding. And also he plays this very obnoxious, slow pace of play, which I don't know about you. We haven't played golf yet. Hopefully we will in April, but like, I don't know about you, Tyler. Like I just, I walk up to the ball and hit it. Like I can't, I, I can't, it irritates me to play with somebody who's sitting there and he like takes three swings before he hits a ball. I'm like, dude, just hit the ball, man. Like do this at the driving range. Like let's go. So, but that's how Cantley plays and he gets under a lot of people's skin. So I've got Cantley winning his foursome. Then I have him beating Berger. Then I have him beating 
um, Scotty Scheffler. Then I have him beating Gooch. And then I have him beating Norin to win the championship. Uh, so that's, 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 that's his road in my eyes through the bracket to win, of course, this uh, WGC Dell Technologies bracket challenge. Yeah, I, uh, one, play, play fast, whether you're good or bad. That's, that's the rule on my golf course, whether you, even if you stink, just play fast. That's better than uh, um, being uh, bad and playing slow. That's the worst combo. Um, I, I like Dustin Johnson, who's had a lot of success in this event. He plays well on Pete Dye courses. Um, his group is one of the weaker ones. And then once he makes it to like the quarterfinals, the semis, he'd have to go through the likes of John Rahm is, is the best out of group one. And then, you know, Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka are the other two groups, I think group nine and group 16 that, uh, he would be matched up with in group eight, I believe. And, and Kepka's you know, and, and, and DeChambeau aren't really in great form right now, even though they're big names. So Rahm is always in great form. That's obviously, you know, the number one player in the world, but it, it's match play, which, you know, it's, it's a different feel, you know, you can play bad and win, or you can play great and lose. It's just dependent on how you match, you're matching up that specific day with your partner. So um, I, I like DJ's potential path. There's obviously ways to uh, bet matchups individually in the first round uh, when you go to book. So if you like a guy or if you, if you like a guy to advance, you can obviously wager them. Or if you want to, another way to approach the betting is just fading guys. If you know a guy is struggling, you know, if you think right now, Tony Finau is just not playing good golf. Like for instance, his first round matchup against Lucas Herbert, you may not know much about Lucas Herbert, but Finau's a minus 125 favorite. Herbert's plus 150. And with the way that Finau's playing, yeah, with the way Finau's playing right now, that's a good price on Herbert. So it's more of just instead of saying, yeah, I I love Herbert, or I'm going to fade Finau and bet a guy at plus 150 in a match play where, again, Herbert could play bad and still win. Of course, Finau could play lights out and win, but like it's just, it's, it's not the same as stroke play. You just need to measure one man against another man. And if you think one player is going to play lights out, wager against them or wager on them. If you think a guy's going to, you know, struggle at this course in this format, uh, what have you, then um, wager against them. Obviously when you think of match play, you think of guys like Sergio Garcia and Ian Poulter from their Ryder cup days. They're always great. So they are guys that I always look at in my DraftKings lineup uh, as well. So uh, just a, a different type of betting than standard stroke play for the WGC Dell match play. Yeah, so, so good I, luck I, with that, I, which starts on Wednesday, by the way, what's up? Really, no, really quick. So I have Herbert coming out of that group. Oh. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. I believe he will destroy Finau. His biggest competition obviously will be will be uh, Shoffley. But I do have Herbert coming out. Um, some other guys that I do like uh, winning their group, Kisner winning group six, and that's at plus 250. Homa winning group eight at plus 230. Gooch winning group nine at plus 225. I love Brian Harmon winning group 15, and that's at three to one. He loves Pete Dye courses. And uh, Barner to win group 16 at three to one. Some of the guys that I like to, to, to not only do well in regard to their match play, but also win their group. Go check those uh, odds out uh, at your book, wherever you like to uh, wager. Um, and 
take our advice on the differences between uh, betting the WGC Dell match play versus other stroke play events. So I think that'll about do it for our Tuesday edition of the Daily Wager podcast. Covered some NBA, covered a little bit on the links as well. A little more than 10 minutes of the bets you need, as promised, but please do us a favor. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow if you're enjoying the show. It helps us out tremendously, and we, of course, love helping you out with your wagering throughout the day. Uh, Daily Wager on ESPN2 tonight, normal time, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. We'll catch you there, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow on the Daily Wager podcast. 